It's Saturday, November 12th. Kickoff, 3 p.m. from Manhattan, Kansas. The Kansas State Wildcats and the Miami Hurricanes in Big 12 play. This is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. With this weekend's developments, that could be a reality. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome into Locked On Big 12. I'm Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas. Thank you for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. Last week, we broke down how the ACC is has impending doom. I read an article from Carolina HQ that is entitled, Did the ACC Just Unofficially Die? You know, if you, if you Google it, we've been talking about this since August. This has been a thing since the summer, but there's a new wrinkle as to what the Big 12 could gain. Where the conversation went was that the SEC isn't exactly interested in bringing in Florida State. You saw that Pete Thamel, who's been really on top of the whole expansion thing, believes that Virginia and North Carolina are the top two subjects of conversation for the SEC to add an expansion, and that Clemson might get left behind, and that Florida State might get left behind, so the Big Ten has to go in and pick those guys up. Well, what about Duke? What about Miami and Virginia Tech and Pitt and Louisville and I guess Boston College and Syracuse and NC State and Wake Forest? And the list goes on of teams that are still left to be figured out in the ACC. And the biggest one right now is Miami. The reason the SEC, let's see if you, if you haven't, if you need the really refresher here, Florida State, unhappy after the college football playoff, a 12 and 1 conference champion from, from the Big 12 got in, but the undefeated 13 and 0 team from the ACC did not. So the prowess of that conference is not good enough. And Florida State wants to shop a move because ESPN and Fox are going to control the college football playoff for years moving forward. It's not about entertainment. Instead, it's about just making money. That, that's what this whole thing is, is making money. And, and Florida State wants a piece of that. They don't believe they're getting enough money in the ACC, especially as they see, look, and this is the big part of this. The Big Ten just moved to UCLA and Washington and USC and Oregon and the SEC just moved to Texas and Oklahoma. They're getting bigger and better. And the ACC got Cal, Stanford and SMU paying its way here. That's not good. And as that falls apart, now we break down what the SEC might want. And that would be a new market with Virginia. And Virginia is one of the richest schools in America. Virginia is one of the top programs, athletic programs in the country. 14th in athletic revenue at $161 million. That's pretty good. Miami, not in the top 25. You talk about North Carolina being a team that the SEC might want. And the reason why with Carolina is that they bring in a new TV market. They give you access to really taking over the East Coast. For Miami, the SEC already has Gainesville. They already have Florida, and they have the flagship. They've got the biggest school in Florida, the moneymaker of Florida. Why would they want Florida State? Why would they want Miami? That's what Greg Sankey is saying right now. And in this, that leaves teams on the cutting room floor, like a Miami, that the Big Ten might say, oof, we're, we're in a spot where we could take Florida State and Clemson. We can do that. I don't know about Duke. I don't, I don't know about Miami. If the SEC says, sure, we can take Virginia, and I guess we might have to take Virginia Tech by virtue of that, and we can take North Carolina, then again, the one team that to me is the big outlier here is Miami. And that that this is where I want to pitch some questions to you. I wrote down I have in my notes here. I, I, do, I do show prep. I, I had a Miami source reach out to me and said, I saw this. It'd be crazy for Miami not to bolt. 
I see no logical reason why they'd want to stay. Knowing the rest of the league is going to fall apart around them, they're big boys. They're not Boston College. Boston College and Syracuse, those teams are holding on to something. They're going to they're gonna hold tight and hope that something goes their way. Same for Cal and Stanford and SMU. They don't have any power in this. They are sitting ducks. Miami, though, feels like it can make a move forward, and that move starts with the Big 12 because everything points to the Big 10 and the SEC not taking them. So I pitch this to you. Do you want Miami? Yeah, I mean, the Big 12 is in the spot right now after Texas and Oklahoma loss, where Brett Yormark's going to have an opportunity to say, yeah, sure we do, or they don't. Moreover, do you want a merger? If, if it's true, if these rumors are coming out about Jim Phillips and Brett Yormark coming together and talking about bringing the two conferences together, building a scheduling structure, talking about revenue sharing and how the Big 12 and the ACC effectively become one, do you want that? In an age where we are getting closer and closer to what Brett Yormark called consolidation, where Brett Yormark wants to bring everything in real close, and that's going to make more money, sure. It's going to kill some of the traditional rivalries like uh, like an Iowa State and a Kansas State, which we're already seeing the Big 12 kill no matter what. Yeah, it's going to kill what you love about college football, but it's where Brett Yormark's headed. It's where he already said Charlie Baker, the NCAA president, who pitched, hey, let's just have the richest teams in the country play one another. Brett Yormark said, yeah, that's just Charlie doing his job. We hired him to do his job. He's doing his job. There's no pushback on that. But your Mark's not a traditionalist. He's not a guy who grew up watching Iowa State and Kansas State play football. So do you want Miami? Do you want a merger? Do you want Washington State and Oregon State, the teams that we were talking about so long? Because I've read a lot of the Miami comments, a lot of locked on Canes and, and where their fans sit. And they're pretty ticked off that they've gotten left so far down the totem pole. But imagine you're bringing to Miami, which would be one of the biggest brands in the Big 12. You get, you, I, I get excited about that because in expansion, Utah and Arizona, Arizona State uh, and, and Colorado, they're, they're great for where they are, but these aren't national powerhouses necessarily. These aren't teams competing for a national championship, and they're not programs that are bringing in money like, like a Miami, which you could argue being outside of the top 25 in athletic revenue, according to On3, how much value would Miami give you? Is it worth Brett Yormark stretching his neck out for Miami? Because brand standpoint, you say, absolutely. I would love that. I'd be pumped. Finally, the Big 12 gets somebody that you consider a big dog in college athletics because of the, the name, the weight that name carries. But the other side of it, Louisville makes more money. Now, do you want Louisville's money? Do you, do you want their money in a, in a pack? Do you want their money in a merger? Do you want the Big 12 to go in and just poach and, and just go in and steal teams in the ACC? Brett Yormark, I mentioned this last week, it's true, is in a position of power here. Brett Yormark has an opportunity to rule. This is an article that I read from 24-7. How Miami could, and Florida State probably will, leave the ACC. August 7th, 2023, 8 a.m. This is a long time coming for the Canes. And I, before I even come out, I haven't, I haven't really formulated it yet. It's just, it, it slaps you in the face. You go, oh, wow, Miami, the Big 12. <laughs> that sounds good. Rolls off the tongue. But I pitch it to you first. Do you want this? We, we know that the traditional college football is going away, that it doesn't, it, it doesn't exist anymore. It's not going to exist. Brett, your marks told you that. The, the, the whole president of the NCAA, Charlie Baker, has told you that. With that knowledge in hand, you already know there's no changing this. Now, where do you want the Big 12 to go? And does that include spreading west and east and building pods? And honestly, the regionality of this, if there are 25, 26 teams, you can start to create pods that make sense. Oh, yeah, there's six teams out west, and there's six teams that are a little more central-based, and there's six teams that are kind of Midwest pushing east, and there are six teams that hug the coast in the, in the southeast. 
that's not bad. And if it means that you not only stay alive, but you're one of the top three conferences in college athletics, and then you really start to compete, kind of pushing against what Charlie Baker wants to do in creating a conferenceless chaos, chaos filled schools, pay the players. Only some schools get to play this new subdivision in college athletics. You, you can try to dodge that by going in and getting a Miami, getting a Louisville, getting a pit, building back rivalries, bringing in pods, creating a mega conference, a super conference, getting ahead of the SEC, getting maybe even ahead of the Big Ten here. And to me, the one thing that I'll give you, I'll, I'll let you answer for yourself whether or not you want Miami. I won't tell you what I want because I don't know yet. I want, I want to watch Kansas State and Iowa State play football, but I'm not going to get that ever again. That's the sad part of this whole deal. That's what I want. I will, I, I will give you this. I don't want to merger. I don't want to be civil about this. Go do the same thing you did. The, go do the same thing you did to the Pac-12 and say, look, here's what we want. Here's what we don't. We don't want a merger that includes Boston College. We want this team, this team, this team, this team, this team, this team. Brett Yormark goes about his way. Duke in hand, Miami in hand, Louisville in hand, Pitt in hand, and whoever the hell else he wants. And if you're Boston College, if you're Syracuse, eh, sorry. Nah, didn't really make the cut. Tough. Welcome to the new age. Miami wants the Big 12. Miami may want to go to the Big 12. That's gaining momentum. The ACC's done. Wild, man. Coming up. The transfer portal is gutting this poor conference. This is Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by one of our valued sponsors at Locked On and a longtime valued sponsor of the Locked On College channel. It is eBay Motors. They keep my ride or die alive. The reason that I love eBay Motors is because I get in at least one wreck every single year. And instead of losing a lot of, look, I'm not a bad driver. I'm not a bad driver. Other people are bad drivers around me and they hit me and they, they are the ones that get into fender benders with my vehicle. Passion, drive, and patience. eBay Motors can help with that. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights lights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered 122 million parts for your number one rider guy you'll always find what you need with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it is easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive ebaymotors.com El- eligible items only exclusions apply ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers The transfer portal is gutting the Big 12, specifically some of these teams that I would consider to be at the top of this conference. And we're going to talk later on in the show about how coaching changes could possibly be part of this. But coaching changes aside, just just talking numbers, this isn't good. We're, we're approaching, we're over 100 players in the Big 12 that are in the transfer portal. And what could be seen as, as a way for, you know, schools get some positive attrition. Oh, you know, yeah, we lost a few guys. We probably needed to lose those guys. There are some big names who have left in the portal and some some big numbers, 24 guys at, at Cincinnati that are gone. They have lost. I mean, they've lost 24 guys in the portal. Scott Satterfield has lost the locker room. Speaking of losing the locker room, has Chris Kleiman lost his 18 Kansas State players have entered the transfer portal? Chris Kleiman's hard-nosed guy, tough guy. Probably not that easy to play for, but 18 guys entering the portal? There are plenty of other coaches on this list that are, that are tough to play for, hard to play for. That's a five-man gap from the team that's third to last. Now, it's still not as bad as Cincinnati, but do you want to be Cincinnati? The were arguably the worst team in the Big 12 this year. They lost to Baylor. 24 guys gone. I know you can't fire Scott Satterfield, first-year guy, but come on. 18 guys at Kansas State. Look at the Jerome Tang, Naquan Tomlin situation, Richard Linton. 
And now you look at Chris Kleiman, who just lost Colin Klein and what is one of the wild army. You, you say, wow, that, that's just that guts you if you're Kansas State. He's your guy. He's your kid. He's going off to AM. You're proud of him. You're happy for him. And you didn't like the late game play call in a couple situations for Kansas State. And could you win those games? And did the play, did the play call put Will Howard in a bad spot? And well, the Will Howard transferred. And then every other quarterback transferred except for Avery Johnson. We're trying to keep him putting it. And then with Colin Klein leaving, it was a package deal for Avery Johnson to go to AM. And thankfully, you kept him. And he's the big portal guy you wanted to keep. But Oh, wow. Avery Johnson stayed, but 18 other guys left. And then positive attrition might be Will Howard leaving. I don't think I don't think that is damning to that program. I believe that Will Howard leaving is not as bad as Blake Shapen leaving Baylor. He's the one good quarterback they had. He left. Will Howard leaving is, yeah, it's, it's Avery Johnson's time. Avery, Avery Johnson's time. Will Howard did what he needed to do at Kansas State. Positive attrition. Everybody else leaving. I don't know if you make that case. Iowa State 13. TCU losing 12 guys, a dozen guys leaving Oklahoma. Dylan Gabriel included going to Oregon, showing to me, it's like, oh, wow, this guy went from UCF to Oklahoma. And is he he's leaving the SEC? Is he taking a step up to go to Oregon? Is he taking a step up to leave Oregon, a step to leave Oklahoma to go to Oregon? Wow. Is that where Oklahoma is today? UCF loses 12 players. Texas Tech, Joey McGuire, smooth talker, also loses a dozen guys. West Virginia, 11. That's a lot of teams in double digits. Over half the teams in the Big 12 are in double digits. And I, I know, I know this is part of college football now. and We got to get used to it. And there's a ton of poor guys. But my worry is with NIL being where it sits, are these just dudes that are looking to get more money in a bigger conference? Are they looking to go SEC and Big 10? And that honestly is where it is. Oregon's in the Big 10. These quarterbacks that are transferring out. Blake Shapen just went to the SEC out of Baylor. They are looking for opportunities to make more in the in NIL. I can guarantee you. I mean, if, you, if you're if you at Kansas State, we'll say you're at Kansas State, you're the quarterback, you're making $100,000 a year. That's pretty good. I, I would be okay making hundred grand playing college football, and I'm not saying Kansas State's quarterbacks are. But if you get offered five hundred grand, Matt Rule said $1.5, 1, $2 for the big quarterbacks in college football, you're going to leave. It is a concern of mine that the best players in the Big 12, it's just going to be treated like a minor league. It is just going to be a minor league. This is double A. And if you want to move up to triple A, if you want to move up to the big leagues, want to go to the SEC, go to the Big 10, make big money, play for a national championship, that you start at a Big 12 school, play for a couple of years, become a darling for some blue collar team, and then say, bye. And you go to the bright lights. Exactly what Lincoln Riley did. Coaches do it all the time. Odd. That's what Dylan Gabriel also did just did to Oklahoma. Then there are some teams here where I look at like a Houston. Only lose, you only lose nine guys. To me, when your head coach is gone and you only lose nine guys, that's pretty good. Willie Fritz coming in, too. It shows a vote of confidence, a vote of confidence from those players in Willie Fritz. BYU losing eight. Texas only losing seven. But of course, the college football playoff afterwards, they'll probably lose a couple extra. BYU losing eight is probably a high number for a team that is so built on culture and you don't often see as much of that positive attrition. You still, you instead see guys that want to buy into the, to what BYU is from a faith standpoint, mostly Oklahoma state has six guys transferred out Baylor five, Kansas two for Oklahoma state. Six is great. This is going to be a much more stable off season, especially if Ollie Gordon states, which looks like he will a much more stable off season than last year for Baylor and Kansas for Kansas and Lance Leipold. I think it's huge, huge, you're going to rebuild with Jeff Grimes as OC. Let's not forget, no revisionist history. He's one of the best offensive coordinators in the country a couple of years ago before he got to Dave Aranda, who was fired over a dozen assistants. The guy can't coach. Jeff Grimes is still damn good. And then, then but Baylor right there, only five. 
Maybe Dave Aranda hasn't lost the locker room. One of the worst teams in the Big 12 had five guys transfer out, and then Kansas State had 18. What does that say about the Wildcats? What does it say about the Bears? That said, how do you weight it? Because Baylor had Drake Dabney and Blake Shapin, two of the top five players on the team, leave. That's not good. That five is weighted a lot heavier with the knowledge of, yeah, a couple of these guys were pretty solid. Two of the best players on the team. Two captain-level players leaving. Worried. I'm worried. Treshawn Ward, Blake Shapin, Monroe Mills, Will Howard, Dylan Gabriel, Jaron Bradley, Deshaun Pace, Tyler Shuck. I mean, there are guys left and right that are headed out. That, I don't know. I'm grappling with whether or not the Big 12 has, is, is, or will become the minor leagues. Just the, hey, you guys develop them and then send them to the SEC. We'll pay them more money. And if so, that's not good. We're going to need a, a, a healthy merger or a further expansion into a power. I, I, I don't think it starts with having a WWE contract on the field for the Big 12 championship. I don't know. Coming up. Let's go through the coordinators all around. Got a bunch of guys fired and a few guys hired. This is Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is where I go every single week to make money. I sit on my couch, I put in $10, I make $250. You, you go in, it's a daily fantasy sports platform. It's one of the best ones. It's the largest one in North America, actually. And you pick, you know, between two and six player stat projections and watch the money roll in. Basketball season's here. You have a specials league where you can go in and create a parlay with LeBron James and Travis Kelsey for 10 and a half points and three, three pointers and receptions. Uh, and if it hits, you win money. <laughs> It's easy. Uh, you also could get a reboot on a player if he's injured in the first half, doesn't doesn't play in the second half. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Go to prizepix.com forward slash locked on college. Use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to a hundred bucks. Prizepix.com forward slash locked on college. Use code locked on college for first deposit match up to a hundred bucks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. PrizePix. There have been a lot of coordinators fired, hired, moved up, moved out. Colin Klein being at the very front of this. Now, there were a lot of head coaches here who stayed put in the Big 12. So I don't know if you expect to see a lot of movement in, in that coordinator role. We won't break down Houston's. They have a new head coach. That, that was obvious. But for Colin Klein to leave Kansas State, I'm not sure anybody expected that. And the day that he did it, the week that he did it, wasn't the best timing either. Andy Kotelnicki going from Kansas to Penn State, and then Penn State now stealing Kansas OC, showing how good of a program Kansas is, how good of a spot Lance Leipold's in. And then he says, huh, I want Jeff Grimes, because Jeff Grimes may have been bad at Baylor, but I don't think it was Jeff Grimes that was bad at Baylor, because it's a weird, it's a guy who's been so good at every single spot, but then he plays for a first-time head coach in Dave Aranda, and things don't go well. It's the first time in his career things have not gone well. I think what Lance Leipold sees, and I've talked to people in the Grimes camp who've said they were surprised. They were happy with how many wonderful offers he got, which again to me shows that Dave Aranda is incompetent and can't hire assistants, which he's fired over a dozen of them. That was That's not shocking. Now Grimes to Kansas. I think it's a great hire. Look what he did at BYU. A guy who guys just loves the Big 12 stays in the Big 12, leading one of the best offenses in America at BYU. Then winning a Sugar Bowl in a Big 12 championship his first year at Baylor. And from there, 
was handcuffed. His own head coach handcuffed him. And it wasn't just him. It's been Larry Fedora, who was also fired. Ron Roberts, who was also fired. And those guys at Baylor have landed on their feet. Fedora was a GM and head coach in the USFL. Had connections. Pretty, pretty good football coach before he was a Baylor. Huh. Couldn't coach under Dave Aranda. Not the only one. Eric Mateos goes to Arkansas, a school who's 20th in the country in revenue, plays in the SEC. He's an offensive. He got fired at Baylor to be an offensive line coach in the SEC. Not a bad spot to get fired from. Grimes, who got fired at Baylor, lands on his feet going to Kansas, who's going to compete for a Big 12 championship and has the best quarterback in the league going into next season and possibly the best running back in the league going into next season. He got fired to get a better job. How about Ron Roberts, that old coordinator, the defensive coordinator at Baylor, who got fired by Dave Aranda? to become the D.C. at Auburn in the SEC and make more money. What I'm seeing right now from a coordinator standpoint, when Colin Clyde leaves at Kansas State and everybody thinks the sky's falling, and the sky's really falling in Waco when the head coach keeps firing guys who are getting better jobs after getting fired. Ah! Again, what does that say about your head coach? I don't know. I'm not passionate. It doesn't bother me, right? Joe Gillespie out at TCU. Did they get the right guy? I have been screaming for them to fire Kendall Bryles. And I know Kendall Bryles did not give up 69 points in that game to Oklahoma. That's the last thing we get from Gillespie. My big question with this one, the guy who orchestrated a defense that was good enough to get you to a national championship game where, yes, Georgia did score 65, 66, whatever it was. This is a weird move to make on Sunday, December 10th. Happy Monday, everybody. Why was it yesterday we learned this? Why Why wasn't there already a jump out to get a DC at TCU? When did what happen? When was it known that Gillespie was going to have to go? Odd, right? And why wasn't there a change at OC? You know, the Bryles thing was already weird. You got Kaz Kazadi there, a guy with the last name Bryles. TCU fans didn't like it. You kind of hid him behind his family when you announced him. This was a weird move for that university itself to make, and the offense did not stand out this season. Everybody dealt with a backup quarterback. Almost everybody in the Big 12, 12 of the 14 teams at one point or another, had to have a backup quarterback in a crucial spot because of injury or bad performance from a starter. Josh Hoover did fine. He won, the, he won you that Baylor game. He kept you in it against Oklahoma, but I just don't... I don't know if I got enough from Kendall Bryles that was a good compliment to the defense. I felt like that wasn't complimentary football. It felt like the, the two were out of sync. You, what you need, and this is, I usually go back to the default, like 2021 Baylor had a very good ground and pound wide zone offense for a defense that was great, great when it got solid rest. So your offense takes it slow and steady. Your defense gets good rest. You put a spread offense firing. Here, an example. Jake Spavitt, old Baylor out of Cal. They hired the Cal OC to come coach at Baylor, who has terrible, a, a pretty bad relationship with a lot of Texas high school coaches because he was the head coach of Texas State, burnt all of his bridges by only recruiting the transfer portal. He just didn't recruit Texas high schoolers. So a lot of Texas high school coaches probably aren't going to send their players to Jake Spavitt and Baylor. Neither here nor there. When we talk about on the field, he runs a an up-tempo spread offense, which is fun, and kids love it. They run it in high school. They want to do it again in college. But Dave Aranda had the 111th best defense in the country, and now you're telling me the defense is going to be on the field even more? Remember, we talk about compliments with this. Gillespie and Bryles, did they compliment one another well enough? And I didn't think so, and I thought that Bryles might have been the issue there. But no, he's not the one fired. Did TCU fire the right guy? Jeff Lebby out at Oklahoma, not fired, but to Mississippi State. And same thing. Was Lebby a good fit when you talk about complimentary football? I didn't think that Lebby's offense was conducive with what Brent Venables is trying to do from a defensive standpoint. Again, there are times where you see like, oh, wow, this was a possession we 
can't, we couldn't go three and out in 43 seconds. We needed to run the football, give our defense some chance to rest. And some of these OCs just don't really do that. I think Spavitt will be that way at Baylor. So I find it interesting. Some of these poached by the SEC, some of these poached by the Big Ten, I guess. But I'm not, I, I'm not worried about the coordinator spot in the Big 12 as much as I am about the transfer portal. I think that has more of a black spot of the conference. The amount of players from the portal who expect to go to the SEC or the Big Ten more so than coordinators getting poached by those two conferences. If you're a coordinator and you get a head coaching job, that that that's a different thing. But I'm talking coordinators who got pulled out of their Big 12, who got hired from their Big 12 school to go to the SEC or the Big Ten. You have Kansas State. You have Texas A&M. Sure, those are better jobs. But on the whole, I'm not that disappointed with this year's coaching carousel of coordinators. And don't feel like the Big 12 got put in a bad spot. I think Kansas got even better with Jeff Grimes, who was highly touted as one of the best offensive line gurus in the country when he got to Baylor has been good every stop again, but Baylor Gillespie at TCU. We'll see where that one goes. Spavadol at Baylor. I don't think is going to be conducive with that defense. Colin Klein out of Kansas state. Where do they go? What do they do without their legendary golden boy? Kotal Nikki gone again. I think Grimes would be good. All right. I'm a net neutral. I'm a net neutral on big 12 assistants. Come back tomorrow for more big 12 football and basketball and jazz. This has been It Always Will Be. I'll keep reading. I'll be reading stuff all the time for you guys. Studying and whatnot. Locked on. Thanks for making it your first listen every single day. No se grande.